Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner, and we answer your questions. Yes, today is an episode ending in zero, episode 110. So we have a tradition on episodes ending in zero. We are uh, diving in to the questions that you've sent in. So keep them coming. When I last asked for questions, uh, you guys sent in a plethora. So this is awesome. Love these questions and connecting with you. And to the best of my knowledge and ability, when a question comes in, you don't have to wait necessarily for the podcast to finally air to, to get the answer. I typically, you know, will connect with you and such and get you a, an answer before the podcast. So please, um, you know, if you have a burning question on Profit First, please go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact. And um, there, there is a button that you can um, submit a question to us. All right. Our first question comes from Ian, and I've been doing Profit First since beginning of Q4 last year. I love it. I feel like I'm making actual progress. I'm finally paying myself after not for three years. I have profit in the bank, and I'm knocking down expenses like a boss. However, after listening to the podcast, I came to the realization I've been allocating wrong. I own a roofing company, and so my real revenue would be total revenue, subcontractor pay minus materials. I don't have any employees at the time, so it's really a simple equation for me. The problem is I've been allocating based on my total revenue instead of my real revenue. My question is this. If materials plus labor equals 60% of my cost of goods, and I've been allocating 3% to taxes, profit, and owner's pay, now, but it has been 3% of total revenue instead of real revenue, then does that mean that if I start allocating from real revenue, I can afford to increase my allocation percentages by two and a half times? Does this mean I can actually afford 6% allocation on each of those from real revenue and still be right? So um, Ian, congratulations on getting on the path to permanent profitability. And we actually connected and talked about things and went through a reverse engineering exercise. So, you know, his thought is, since he was doing his allocations based off of total revenue and not taking out those um, cost of goods expenses of material and subcontractor labor, 
then could he just increase those allocations from 3% to 6%? And so I wouldn't recommend trying to like factor up such and doing math that way. I would just start from reverse engineering and we do have that resource available and we'll repost that resource attributed with this episode as well. And that is our reverse engineering calculator for your business. And it's cool because it's actually based off of owner's pay. So if you open up that spreadsheet, it really walks you through exactly step-by-step how to fill in that sheet. And um, you're just really kind of focusing in on those colored boxes. So again, just a reminder here, if you have cost of goods, material, if you have subcontractor, labor, and those expenses are 24% or more of your total sales, then you're going to want to deduct those expenses to get at your real revenue number. And it's your real revenue number that you do your allocations on. If you are a services only based business and you do all of the work based off of your own employees and your own payroll, and you have no 1099 labor or no subcontractors helping you deliver, then, you know, sometimes your total revenue is the same as your real revenue. But again, we're going to do our allocations based off of real revenue, and you're going to want to subtract out the cost of materials and the cost of your subcontractors from your total sales to figure out what your real revenue number is. And, you know, this is also an opportunity to... Sometimes you can get at a percentage for your materials and a percentage of your total revenue for your subcontractors. But, you know, this is an opportunity, too, for you to add account. When in doubt, add an account. And so, you know, in our business, we don't use subcontractors, but we do have um, a materials account. So um, when we get paid, the amount that we collected for materials you know, stays in our, in our AR account, our materials account that we then, you know, can purchase new materials from, et cetera. So we're replenishing that account. And so if you have a retail business or you have something where you're selling product or you've got cost of goods, having a cost of goods account is really just a natural way for you to kind of stay within the lines, color within the lines of what you have to spend, or, you know, you have this dedicated bucket to replenish items and such which I'm just going to make a comment here about inflation. So a lot of us have um, experienced price increases um, due to inflation and the economy right now. So, you know, just be cognizant of that. And inflation is different based off of the product that you're looking at. I mean, for lumber right now is is way, way, way high. Um, I think I saw like 20, 23% increase in lumber prices right now. And so, you know, you just have to be cognizant of what exactly the impact is of inflation right now on your raw materials, on your cost of goods, and then you need to adjust accordingly. So, you know, that could be increasing the price that you're selling it for. If you're paying more for something, that's your trigger to increase your prices. But then also too, you know, maybe you can decrease your expenses with it. Like the major players, um, especially in the food industry right now, Uh, you know, they have raised their prices and made their product smaller. So they've kind of decreased the value, but no one really realizes it necessarily. So, you know, I always vote for 
a combination of increasing margin and decreasing expenses to, you know, hit that target allocation percentage, but there's always opportunity. It doesn't have to be one or the other. So Ian and I connected and uh, we went through and did a reverse engineering exercise and um, got his allocation plan all set. Um, We did that over two quick meetings and such. And so he is on his way and on an accelerated path to permanent profitability now. So thanks for the question, Ian. And we'll be touching base quarterly to see how you are doing. All right. Um, Our next question comes from John. My question is, when not taking a salary from my business, will my tax distributions cover 100% of my tax bill? I have just bought into the business that I've worked at for six years. It has just formed as an LLC S Corp, and I'm electing not to take a salary because my portion of business profits only come from some of the products sold. The business is seasonal by nature, but the portion I receive my profit from is extra seasonal, hoping that you can help. Thank you. All right. So John, this is where you definitely need to talk to a certified profit first professional accountant who is a CPA and has a tax practice and such, because there's some things that, you know, not to be nitpicky, but it says it is just formed as an LLC comma S corp. So those are two different types of entities and have two different types of requirements. So I'm not sure if you are an LLC or an S corp because you've got that um, stated right next to each other. And you know, what's funny is, and, and this, we had a question like this last time, you can't necessarily pick and choose in the business. So um, remember we had our friend, um, this was on the episode with Mike and the guy had a leather working business. And, you know, if money came in from Etsy, he used it to buy whiskey. And if money came in from PayPal, he used that money to do uh, buy tacos with that money. So he had whiskey money and taco money. And it was just based off of where the source came from. And you cannot necessarily run your business that way or take money out of the business based off of one thing bringing in more than the other thing or, you know, this item being the extra seasonal versus this other part that's just seasonal and such. Because it's the whole pie. It's the whole pie is what your taxes are based off of to the federal government and to the state government as well. So you really need to look at your business from a truly holy perspective of everything. And then, you know, as a partner in the business, you have a percentage of that. It's not necessarily that your percentage is limited to this extra seasonal stuff. Your percentage is based off of the whole pie of the business and all of the revenue coming into the business. And, you know, obviously we're not proposing that um, you not take a salary um, and, you know, that your tax distributions will cover 100% of your tax bill. So you sent a question into Profit First. I'm assuming you want to do Profit First right. So uh, you need the five accounts. You need to allocate to profit. You need to allocate to owner's pay. You, you can't not pay yourself, even if you're an LLC. If you're a subchapter S, obviously there are requirements that you have to pay yourself a salary. But um, please go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact where you can connect with one of my 
fellow certified profit first professional accountants. So you're going to want a CPA for this. So be specific in what you're looking for and that this is about, you know, a tax question that you have so that you can be connected to. And then I would also, you know, the more information that you provide when you request to connect with one of my certified fellow profit first professional accountants, bookkeepers, or coaches is the more information, the more detail you explain, the better the match. All right. Um, So if you need tax advice, then say you need tax advice. If you need to clean up your books, say I need to clean up your my books. But you know, then again, like talk a little bit about the business. Um, there's there's plenty of opportunity to do that um, on the intake form, and then uh, you'll be matched up with with the ideal profit first professional for you uh, that has maybe the same industry experience and knowledge that you're in. Okay. Our next question comes from Casey. My business partner and I started a custom t-shirt company out of my home in May, 2021. We have not paid ourselves yet. Luckily, our spouses work. When I did the assessment, I got $1,644 for real revenue. I have two questions. Number one, what would be our operating expenses? We do have a couple of monthly fees we pay for and entry fees to craft shows, but other than that, I'm not sure. And we purchased t-shirts, vinyl, and ink transfer, which I put all into our materials column. So on number one, um, I think you're right. I mean, you definitely, your your materials of t-shirts, vinyl, and ink transfer, those are cost of goods. Those definitely go in your materials column. And, um, you know, based off your revenue, it sounds like you just have like some small fees. Um, Casey and I did connect. And, you know, when you're entering craft shows, you know, that's basically a marketing expense. You want to kind of consider that a marketing expense. And remember, in Profit First Nation, marketing expenses need to produce a 6x to 10x return. So my challenge to her was, you know, if you're paying $200 to be at a craft fair, then you know, you need to be selling at least $1,200 or to $2,000 if you're going to 10 exit. So it's really important that you're not just showing up and selling a few sweatshirts or t-shirts, but that you're truly 6Xing to 10Xing that cost of entry that you had to pay to be on display there and have a booth. All right. And her question number two is, Right now, I have zeros in profit, owner's pay, tax, and operating expenses. Is that right? Well, you do have operating expenses. Your real revenue of $1,644 could be all in expenses right now. Sometimes you could have like, you know, more expenses than you brought in in revenue. Uh, That is very common and that is okay. But now that you're able to see it and now that you're able to, you know, put things into the the different accounts and see things from the perspective of your profit account, your owner's pay account, your tax account, and your operating expense account is helpful and will help you, you know, work towards slowly quarter over quarter adjusting your allocation percentages until you hit those target allocation percentages. So when I talked to Casey, I looked at her offerings and such, um, and uh, her prices, guess what? Way too cheap. Oh my goodness. My, my daughter would be her ideal customer. I mean, my daughter just can't, can't pass up a sweatshirt. Um, 
And Casey and her business partner have amazing and beautiful and really high quality sweatshirts. I mean, they're using like a very nice, what in the industry would call a blank to add their decor to um, or their graphics. And, you know, the issue is, is why they're not paying themselves is because they're not charging enough. So challenged her to increase the prices there. And then, you know, then when you have more margin coming in, you'll have more to be allocating to your different accounts and you'll turn those zeros in profit to actually dollars in profit, dollars in owner's pay and dollars in tax. Because, you know, I mean, even though you are lucky enough to have spouses who work, which is exactly what you said in your email, it doesn't mean that this business should be a hobby. You got to treat it like a business. You got to treat it like it's going to support you and it's going to have value and it's going to add value into your life in the terms of cold, hard cash in the bank. All right, let's see. Our next question is from Wendy. I do e-commerce, Etsy and Go Imagine, as well as vendor events starting this year. I started Profit First in January 2022 with keeping track of my cost of goods per allocation period with the intent that any completely new product materials, not a restock, would come out of my OPEX. I'm wondering if there is a podcast or other advice on what to do with the cash I've had on hand at 2021 year end considering two factors. I will need to purchase more materials to place items that I sold last year. I will need to purchase more materials in Q1 than normal to prepare for a large expo in May, needing two to three months production time to make all of my products for that event. So I'm just going to recap really quickly. So Wendy did business and then um, had, you know, obviously a good 2021 and has cash on hand. She started implementing Profit First in January 2022 So what does she do with this cash that, you know, has just been sitting probably in one bank account and such? So she labels her options as three. A, keep it all in OPEX and use that to restock as needed, plus additional for inventory for the expo. B, calculate my cost of goods for 2021 and put that into my restocking budget and allocate the remaining then use what's in my OPEX to add inventory for the expo or see something else I haven't thought of yet. All right. Thank you so much for the question, Wendy. So you're on the right track with B. So you want to calculate what your cost of goods were for 2021. So you're getting that expense. And my guess is that like our first question from Ian and his roofing company is that your cost of goods is probably you know, 24% or more of your total sales. So you're going to want to break out your cost of goods and have that separate cost of goods account. And from there, you'll be replenishing. We want to keep the operating expenses to just like true operating expenses. So if you have a website, if you're paying um, fees for, uh, for Stripe or for, you know, a different like credit card processing service, your, your fees for bookkeeping and accounting, your fees for um, any, any subscriptions that you have or other things, um, those would be operating expenses. And, you know, when you're talking about materials and restocking and cost of goods, you, those just need to be in a separate cost of goods account. Those need to be factored out of your total sales. And then what's left after you take out the cost of goods expense 
as a percentage or the actual expense, then what's left is your real revenue. And that should then be in your income account from which you do your allocations from. So um, I'll have a diagram of this in our visual recap, which we do for every episode. So, you know, in these kind of scenarios, when you have cost of goods or subcontractor expenses, you're going to bring the money in and then you're going to take really kind of like the margin out. So what you made on it and that margin that comes out is going to go into your income account. And then on your designated allocation day, uh, the monies that have accumulated in that income account is what you're going to do your allocations to profit, owners pay, tax, and operating expenses off of. So I'm a picture person, so we've got a picture for you. If you go to ProfitFirstNation.com, click on resources and download the resource for this episode, which is episode 110. And when you do that, you can also um, opt in to just have the resources automatically sent to you for each new episode. Um, And those can be sent to you via text, email, or both. So thank you so much for joining us for a episode ending in zero where we answer your questions. Please remember to keep those questions coming in by going to ProfitFirstNation.com and clicking on contact where you can click on submit a question. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 